That's Lauren. And that's Lachlan. And this is We Accidentally Vaporize Our Podcast. Each episode, we're going to reread a chapter of Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief, and talk about it. It's a deep dive analysis, so it's a little bit more complex than just talking about it. Okay, fine. There's no need to go all daughter of Athena on me. Either way, grab your nectar and ambrosia and settle in for this episode of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. I am once again your host, Lauren. And I am your other host, Lachlan. So thank you for joining for another episode. We're at episode 15. I know it's not like, I don't know, I feel like 15 is a milestone, just, you know, <laughs> new divi- factors, divisibles. And numbers that can be divided by five are always important milestones. <laughs> okay. I forgot the math word. We'll ask some math, ma- math majors later. They'll let us know. They'll let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think we're, oh no, we are way past halfway through the book. I No, I made, I made the big deal when we finished chapter 11 that we were halfway because there's 22 chapters. So I completely missed that. <laughs> but I feel like con- not even content wise, but like page number wise, I feel like now we're more at like halfway. Or no, I'm still wrong. I'm just no, so wrong no. Today. I'm holding up my book, comparing the sections. Did you do that when you're a kid, like when you're reading books, you like look at the side to see how far you are into the book? Yeah, I did that a lot. Yes, no, we are. We're well. We're well in there. Yeah, no, we're we're good though. We are. <laughs> are we now that I, now that I screwed up? Now that I've screwed up all the math, let's get into this episode. And Lachlan, you have a summary for us, don't you? I do. Yes. We are, as Lauren said, on chapter 15. Oh, no, all my sticky notes are falling out. This isn't going to go well later. Oh, anyway, <laughs> so um, this is chapter is called A God Buys Us Cheeseburgers. So we start off with a date check-in. They only have seven more days to get the bowl back to Olympus. So things are moving quickly here and not in a way it's good for them. Percy gets to meet a second god, which doesn't go any better than the first time. I, this is only this is only the second one, right? There, I haven't forgotten another yeah, one. Yeah, no, it's only been Dionysus and then this and then guy. this one. Okay, okay, we're good. All right, our trio gets sent on a side quest, become water park influencers, and give us a quick physics lesson. And finally, the chapter ends with Percy very angry at a certain someone. I feel like most chapters it. end with Percy being very angry at someone. <laughs> well, I mean, when people are trying to get you, then you have the right to be. Exactly. They're just trying to get you. So, um, so let's get into it. Yay. I have a staggering like 17 notes. This is more than I think I've had. I don't know why, but all my notes are like two words. Mm. But that's okay. I have 35 and there are a couple with like part eight. There's one that has part A, B, C, and D on it. And then two that just have a second part. I gotta keep my thoughts organized. Either way, it's just too many sticky notes. And it's already 32. Sticky notes. We should put like a limit on you. No, it's fine. A maximum on you and a minimum on me. Yeah. Um, It's all good. All right. So, as Lachlan said in a summary, we get a date update seven days before the solstice. It is June 14th. They roll into Denver. And that's like, Denver is like a little more than halfway. Like the fact that they made it to Denver is pretty incredible. I'm proud of them. Exactly. And as we learned when they bought the tickets from the Poodle, when they in the Poodle chapter, Denver was as far as that train got them. They Mm -hmm. now have to get from Denver to Los Angeles somehow. They don't know how. We don't know how. I don't think Rick knows how. So, you know, it's a good time for everybody. (laughs) Annabeth says, you know what? I think now it's time to call an adult. We finally reached the point of this quest where we're calling an adult for help. We're going to phone a friend. Yeah, phone a friend, you know, catch cab style. Um, And Percy's like, "Um, you told me we can't use phones. And they're like, we're not talking about phones, but we're not going to explain this to you until it happens. (laughs) So So as as they're going to wherever they're going to go real quick, I just want to point out. Percy talks about the mount, the Rocky Mountains. They're staring at him like a tidal wave about to crash into the city. Is this the first time he's he's seen like mountains? Probably. 
I just thought that was fun. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen like mountain mountains. Mm. Like I've seen hills. I've hiked, but I don't think it was on like a real mountain mountain. I mean, technically it was. Yeah. But like the Rocky Mountains, like those things are scary. Mm-hmm. Someone who like grows up in like flat areas, like big hills scare me sometimes. <laughs> um, Percy also mentions at the top of the chapter that they hadn't eaten since the night before in the dining car somewhere in Kansas and they hadn't taken a shower since Half-Blood Hill. And Percy, at this point, we believe that he only has one shirt. Oh, no, he definitely has one shirt. Oh, yeah, he definitely has one shirt, one pair of pants, one underwear, one socks, one pair of socks. He's got... One sock. One sock. He has one (laughs) sock. So, like, and if the three of them are all haven't taken a shower they're all smelling a but little also bright. shouldn't his shirt be like literally tatters from the f- fight with with the chimera you i mean it think, blew fire at him you'd think but he got when he was falling it probably put out the fire enough or when he hit the water it probably put out the fire <laughs> or maybe it didn't because he was waterproof so maybe he was just like had a thin layer of oxygen around him or he was breathing underwater completely dry still on fire and because he was completely dry the fire was just like me <laughs> okay moving on they smell yes. they look terrible and they're walking around downtown denver like they're probably gonna get stopped by cops or something like no no offense these are the three kids you're gonna look out for um so they found a car wash they percy's like what are we gonna do um clean ourselves at the car wash um and he even mentions Percy even agrees with my uh my theory that any cop worth his donuts would figure out that they were up to no good Mm -hmm. um I feel like I spent a lot of time in this trap or this page just like jumping around um yeah (laughs) yeah. so Grover pulls out the spray gun (laughs) and says that it's 75 cents and I only got two quarters left uh Annabeth has no money because the dining car wiped her out last night and um Percy's got enough money to give him the extra 25 cents that he needs to work the spray gun but then Percy mentions he only has two nickels and a drachma left so they're finally flat out broke I had a question about the drachma because I feel like they would have more because didn't he grab a stack from Medusa's where else would they have used them exactly maybe they had like maybe he only had one (laughs) maybe they went to like a cash for gold place you know what? That's what they should have done. They should have taken all those drachmas and gone to a cash for gold place. That's really smart. I miss all of those commercials. I love those commercials. Awesome. My quick story time, my brother once, um, I don't know how or why, but he, he thought those commercials were really cool. So he took some of my mom's jewelry that she didn't wear as much and was going to exchange it for cash. And oh, my mom no. found it in like his sock drawer and was like, um, it was the whole thing. My goodness. All right. So, yeah. so yeah, but they should have taken it to a ca- the coins to a capital place. Initially, if they went to like a little sketchy one, you wouldn't have gotten the full price for it, but they wouldn't have like called the cops because you obviously robbed like some ancient Greek museum or something. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. So Grover says they could do this with a spray bottle, the connection isn't as good and his arm would get tired. And Percy once again says, what are you talking about? And Grover explains, I am ing. Percy's like instant messaging. Because remember when that used to be a thing that people would say all the time and now we just... I don't even remember that. Yeah. Like, I think I, I was... think I think that's the same thing as DM. I don't really know. No, DMing is direct messaging. Yes. Like, what's the difference? DM happens through an... I think instant messaging had like its own app or its own like way to do it. But when to slide into someone's DMs, that's like going to through Instagram. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Anyway, Annabeth corrects Percy and says, Iris messaging. The rainbow goddess Iris carries messages for the gods. And sometimes if you know how to do it and she's not too busy, 
then she'll do the same for half-bloods. I love this line of if she's not too busy, because there hasn't ever been a time later on. This isn't a spoiler. It's just, it's just a fact. Like in the future, when they do this again, it's never not happened. She always, yeah. always accepts and it always works out for them. Exactly. So I'm wondering like what I, I really wish there would have been, I mean, it probably would have been terrible for all them, but I really wish there would have been one scene in the series where like Percy tries to I am so, or someone tries to I am someone and it's just like um like sorry not feeling it today yeah <laughs> it's like not connecting or connection yeah. lost or something yeah that would have been funny but Percy way, way, it always works out to your call yep and so Grover turns on the nozzle and the water comes out so the fine mist setting so it comes out very lightly and creates a rainbow with the afternoon light coming into the stall and Annabeth takes Percy's drachma so now they only have two nickels between them and she throws it in to the rainbow and says oh goddess accept our offering and then half-blood hill and first nothing happens but then through the mist Percy can see Hmm? it's a little unreliable it seems like if you can only and that's only calling to a specific place. Like they had mentioned earlier in the chapter that they clearly want to call Chiron specifically. Yeah. But they just are going to Half-Blood Hill randomly. Like they could have gotten anyone or anywhere on Half-Blood Hill. Yeah. Well, I think later on, they sometimes say people's names. We'll see. We'll see later on how this works. Or they o- I know they always give a location. Yeah. They sometimes give names, but they, they always give a location. Names. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> I love the idea that Iris that. needs like a location. Like, she's like, I can't just find these people. You need to tell me where they are. Yeah. Well, it's her, it's her method. So I guess she can do whatever she wants. Exactly. But, um, so they're on, they're seeing the porch of the big house and Luke. So Luke. he turns around to talk to them and says, like, ask how they're doing. And that's like, oh, we're fine. And she's trying to straighten her shirt and like comb out her hair with her hands. I was thinking, like, Man, showered you in- haven't showered in three days. You slept in the woods. And you've been in multiple fights. Combing your hair with your fingers isn't going to really do anything for you here. But sure, you know, whatever. They we'll really have just us. gone through the, the car wash with the, uh, <laughs> they should have. <laughs> yep. And so she asks where Kyron is. And Luke says he's down the cabins. They're having some issues with the campers. And they ask what type of issues, but right then a car pulls up in the next spot with a really, really loud stereo. So much it's like shaking the pavement. And Annabeth's like, oh no, we're not having any of this. She takes Grover into the stall to go take care of business. And they hand Percy nozzle so he can keep talking to Luke. (laughs) Leave Percy at home on the phone with his buddy and we're gonna go deal with the actual mess here. Yep. And so Luke says that Kyron had to break up a fight and that word has leaked out about what's going on in Olympus, the whole Zeus versus Poseidon standoff and campers are starting to take sides. And Luke thinks it was whoever brought the hellhound is also the one stirring up the drama between the cabins. That makes sense. Yeah. And so it's Aphrodite, Ares, and Apollo are backing Poseidon and Athena is backing Zeus. Which I think is interesting. Yeah. I think in ge- first off, it's interesting that Aries would want to be on Zeus's side. I don't think that they would really be bros. On the side, cab, maybe the cab is doing their own thing. But also, there isn't a Zeus camper for them yeah. to hate on, but there is one for Poseidon. Like they don't like Percy. <laughs> so why are they siding with his dad? I had a lot of questions. Um, I think they're just agreeing with his dad more than him. They're like, yeah. Because they are siding with Poseidon, not Percy. Yes. So I think it's just um Aphrodite Aries and Apollo just the cabins personally believe that it's not Poseidon wouldn't actually steal it um Mm -hmm. and Athena Athena is you know a daughter of Zeus Athena's probably just like we trust my father we trust well uh, she does also have the rivalry with Poseidon as well exactly so so she's linked up with Zeus but I want to know where everyone else stands because it doesn't mention uh Hephaestus or uh uh Hermes or who else is there I know there's others Demeter Demeter um uh, oh Dionysus there's only two of them so 
four. Um, huh? No, that was only two in, in that cabin. No, oh, oh, there's only two in that cabin. I, I'm just four cabins, yeah. though. But either way, yeah. Maybe they, just don't, maybe they just don't care enough. I feel point. like, yeah. But I would like to know where everyone else stands because it's like a three on, it's not a three on one fight, but it's three cabins against one cabin while like a bunch of other cabins just chill. Yeah, no, it's definitely weird. And then Percy's like taking all this in, thinking about how weird it is that Clarius is on his dad's side. And then he hears Annabeth loudly arguing with the driver of the other car. And then the volume suddenly goes down. So Annabeth is just over there, like kicking butt, taking names. She's not messing around. Once again, I want this from Annabeth's point of view, yes. or even better, I feel like I'd want it from Grover's point of view <laughs> because I bet Grover's just standing there, like freaked out as apologizing. Much as this guy is, yeah, it's you know, good cop, bad cop, mm-hmm. and Grover's the apologizing one. So. Yep. I really want this from Grover's point of view because he's probably terrified of Annabeth at this point. Yeah, honestly. So Percy updates Luke on everything that's going on with the quest. I guess also, you know, that way Luke can pass it on to Kyron whenever he gets yeah. back. And, and it's also nice to like talk to someone yeah. who's not one of the two people that you've been <laughs> with for the past four days. Yep. And then unfortunately, they spent three so three, three days. Three days. Yeah. It's been so long that they only have one more minute left before the water is going to shut off because drachmas only lasts for so long. Um, well, no, no, no. The, the, yeah, yeah, that would have been the mortal money. Yeah. Anyway, either way, money only lasts so long. Money only lasts <laughs> and so long. Luke says that he's sorry that they can't provide more help, but it has to be Hades that took the master bolt. He was there at Olympus on the solstice, and Luke was there. He was chaperoning the field trip of the Camp Half-Blood crew, so they saw him. And Percy yeah. points out, but the gods can't take each other's magic items directly. Because Percy's been like, paying attention in class. He, has, he hasn't been paying attention. And Luke says, well, that is true, but he does have the Helm of Darkness, and how can anyone else sneak to the throne room and steal the Master Bolt? You'd have to be invisible. And then, suddenly, awkward silence, when he and Percy both realize what that implies... And that yeah. Annabeth was there at the same time, as we know from when she talked about it before, and she has her invisibility cap. So technically there's two people that could be invisible and sneak in. And Luke realizes what he said. He's like, oh, no, no, I, I don't mean Annabeth. Like I've known her forever. She wouldn't do anything like that. She's like a little sister to me. <laughs> and then Percy's sitting there thinking like, oh, I'm glad she didn't hear that because I know full well that she definitely has a crush on you and she would not appreciate that. She would that. not like to be called little sister. Yeah. Uh, but it does get me thinking, though, that, like, it seems like Annabeth's a good person. We've only seen Percy's point of view, and he seems to think that she's, like, annoying, but a good person at heart. Yeah. But do you think it's possible that she took the bullet? I mean, like, how well does Percy know any of these I people? Mean, like, he went to school with Grover, but Grover was yeah. lying to him the whole time. He exactly. barely knows anybody else. The closest person to him at the camp is a dude with a uh, cloven hooves. Actually, two dudes with cloven hooves. <laughs> it's either uh, Mr. Brunner, 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 oh. or uh, Grover. But yeah. I mean, it could be Annabeth. That's the that's the thing. I mean, Percy doesn't know. He just has to blindly trust this girl who volunteered for a quest and used exactly. him. Exactly. She get, volunteered. Um, like, what better yeah. way to cover up your involvement than to stay with these two guys and make sure they don't find anything? Like, she can exactly. cover her tracks, but like, and she's like, oh, look over there. <laughs> you don't see anything while I cover up the evidence. And we know she's good at plans because of the Capital yeah. Fly game where Percy nearly got killed. Yep. And she yeah. knew where he was. She mm-hmm. specifically put him there. Oh, yeah. It's like when the hellhound came in, like the fight with Clarice, like she knew exactly where he was. And she was terrifying this dude so much that he just screamed in terror, car doors slammed, and this car peeled out of the car wash. There you go. But like, also, she's doing to that guy. But one last thing, though, is to think about is that there's that line of prophecy of you're going to be betrayed by someone who calls you a friend. So, like, I don't know. It just, it just makes you think. It makes you think. It just makes you think. Yep. <laughs> you don't know yeah so of course we're gonna move on from that and 
Luke says, oh, he should probably go check on Annabeth, make sure she didn't, she didn't like murder anybody with the car yeah, running away so fast. Um, and then the water is shut off and then this is starting to evaporate. So we have a couple seconds left. And Luke's like, are you wearing the flying shoes? Like they fit and everything. I hope they're working out for you. And Percy's like, yeah, they're great. Thanks so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, a little white and, lies. And then he finishes off with, and tell Grover it'll be better this time. No one will get turned into a pine tree if he just... And, and then, then it gets gone. cut off. Um, <laughs> no one will get turned into a pine tree. And if you remember from a couple, a couple of chapters ago, there was a camp story, or a true story, about a girl who got brought to camp and got turned into a pine tree. Um, and that's all we'll say about that for now, because... That I forgot cool. that that was brought up. I've been so worried about not spoiling. That no, no, that was brought up. There was a story about a girl who came to camp and ended up turning into a pine tree. Um, right. If you remember that, good for you. If you don't, you're like Lachlan, and that's okay. I'm just so um, worried about not saying too much. I forget what's already been said. Uh, but once again, when but once again, Percy lies. When Annabeth and Grover come back, they're like, what happened, Percy? What did Luke say? And Percy goes, not much. Let's go find some dinner. Well, what is he going to say? Luke maybe hinted that it might have been you that stole the bull, but we're not going to talk about that right yeah. now. And something about someone turning into a pine tree, Grover. Yeah. yeah. It's just... So, so yep. they decide that with no money and no plan, they're going to go find some dinner. So they go into a diner. There are families eating burgers, drinking malts and sodas, and a waitress comes over to them asking, well? And they said, you know, we, we'd like to order some dinner, which is not how I would have phrased it. If someone had walked over to me and said, well, I would have been like, oh, can I get a burger? Like, I would have just moved on. Like, I'm not giving her a chance to question. If you're going to dine and dash, you got to do it right. Not that I ever have. <laughs> but, um, so she asked a very logical question. Of, do you guys have money to pay for it? And Grover is about to start crying. And it looks like she's about to pass out her hunger. And Percy is trying to think of some sob, sor- sob story for the waitress. When all of a sudden, I mean, I don't know if I'd be able to top circus kids, lost circus kids. They could come up with something better than lost circus kids. Yeah. Just say, like, <laughs> our parents told us to meet them here and we don't know where they are. We were camping in the woods. See, but then, the, but then she'll just call the police. Oh, true. This is oh. a tricky one. If you got something that's sad enough that they'll give you free food, but not too sad that they like call your somebody. parents. Your parents give you money for to grab dinner because they're talking to their divorce lawyer right now. <laughs> and they needed to get you out of the room. And as you were walking over here, a bully stole your lunch, stole your money. So there you go. There so you that go. That could work. Boom. That could work. Um. So as Percy's trying to think of this sob story, which we just provided him on. A motorcycle the size of a baby elephant pulls up to the curb outside. It has a glaring red headlight. Gas tank has flames painted on it. A shotgun holster on either side, complete with shotguns. The seat was leather, but the leather looked like human skin. Caucasian <laughs> human skin. I love how Percy points out the race of the yeah. human skin. Um, well, I think, I think it would have been yes. not so great if you had left it ambiguous or picked a non-white skin tone. True. Um, so the guy on the bike is huge, wearing a red muscle shirt, black jeans, black leather duster, a hunting knife on his thigh. Real not quick. Not in his thigh, but strapped to it. I didn't know the first time I read this that a duster was like a type of coat. I thought I was imagining like a feather duster, but made of leather. <laughs> and like, why is this guy going around with a duster? And a leather duster wouldn't like be that helpful what is he doing and then wow i had to explain okay. it later on but yeah okay um he's got <laughs> red red shades and a cruel brutal face handsome but wicked oily back crew crew cut and cheeks that were scarred from fights and percy thinks he recognizes him but doesn't know from where the guy mm-hmm. walks in all the people rise as if they're hypnotized, but the guy sort of waves his hand and they all sit down and then they go so back. So definitely not mortal. Definitely not mortal. Um, and the waitress blinks and then asks them again as if her, someone just pressed the rewind button in her brain, asks the kids again, you kids have money to pay for this. And the biker says, it's on me. He slides into the booth and crowds Annabeth against the wall. And then he looks at the waitress and goes, 
why are you still here? <laughs> he points at her and she stiffens and turns as if it was out of her control and walks away. The biker looks at Percy and Percy starts getting angry. Anger, resentment, bitterness. He wants to hit a wall. He wants to pick a fight with somebody. Who does this guy think he is? The guy says, so your old seaweed, seaweed's kid. I love how, you know, it's a common seaweed thing. Like, it's not mm-hmm. just per- Annabeth calling him seaweed brand. <laughs> Everyone calls him seaweed at some point. Um, and Percy, instead of being scared or surprised, is just thinking, like, this guy's stiffed at. He just wants to rip this guy's head off. And Annabeth is like, so he's like, you know, give him a little lift. And Annabeth's like, no, Percy, don't do that. And the biker says, it's okay. I don't mind a little attitude. Um, and Percy puts two and two together and realizes that this is Ares, the god of war. So I, the one thing I find really interesting about, Ares, about this interaction is the fact that Percy gets angry when interacting with Ares, but it doesn't seem like throughout this whole interaction that Percy, that not Percy, that Annabeth or Grover are affected at all. Which I always thought was a little strange that Percy's the only one that's affected. So I'm wondering maybe if it's like a Percy has just a predisposition for anger, so that's why he gets affected more. Or maybe he just, uh, Ares is focusing more on him. Or maybe because his nature is like the sea and it's very like, it's calm one second, then trying to kill you the next. Maybe mm. he's just naturally, that's the way he is. Yeah. No. I feel like part of this is also unfair as well, and that we already know that gods can't really go fight demigods, but demigods can challenge the gods. And part of his nature is like egging Percy on and like making him want to fight, even though like Percy himself, normal thinking, wouldn't want to. So this is like putting him in a very like unfair position of like he yeah. doesn't really want to fight Ares, but Ares is forcing him to want to fight. So then if Percy did, then Ares would be like, all right, cool, you're coming on to me, so now I get to kill you. Exactly. It's just, it feels a little manipulative. Yeah. Um, no, I don't, I don't love it. But Ares, Ares likes it, though. Ares really is, which, no, I don't mean it like that, but I think Ares is just like, Ares is the god of war. He wants a fight. He wants a battle. He wants to, that conflict. So the fact yeah. that there's this puny little 12-year-old who's, you know, giving him lip and is talking back and isn't standing down he's probably like you know yeah no fun. no it's not that I don't agree with you I I do it just makes me think of a certain type of person that's just really gross and awful yeah and I know very cringy yeah I, I did not mean it like that like like he would get along with the Capitol riot crew yeah I did not mean it like that I'm sorry yeah um it's all good so Aries takes off his shades and where his eyes are there's fire, empty sockets glowing with miniature nuclear explosions. Everything about this guy is a weapon. Um, and he says, I heard you broke Clarice's spear. And Percy's like, she was asking for it, which she was. And Ares agrees with him saying, you know, probably. That's cool. I don't fight my kids' fights, you know? Which I think is a little bit of like, he's a god. Of course, he doesn't fight his kids' fights. But he's also a little like, you know, my kids got to stand up for themselves. They got to prove themselves, which yeah. is like a terrible father figure. <laughs> but he's very like, you know, they got to prove that they're kids of Aries. If, if they're not, they're not. Yeah. Which again, terrible father figure. And set, gives a little insight into Clarice where she's in a situation where as much as every single God doesn't get involved in their kid's life, it seems like Aries really isn't getting involved. And he's just looking to see if they're going to prove themselves to him. Yeah. Which I mean, every god, every child of the god is trying to prove themselves to their parent, but it seems like Ares is like being a little bit of a, of a jerk about it. A jerk about it. That, that's, <laughs> a, that's a word I can say on the podcast without getting explicit. <laughs> um, so the waitress comes, uh, Ares has got a little proposition. The waitress comes over, puts down food, cheeseburgers, fries, onion rings, chocolate shakes. I am hungry. Um, and Aries hands her some golden drachmas and she's like these um these aren't um and Aries just pulls out a knife and starts cleaning his fingernails and says problem sweetheart and she just leaves and Percy's like you can't do that you can't just threaten people with a knife and Aries is like are you kidding I love this country best place in Sparta um this line makes me so 
angry. Like just thinking about all of the things this country that have happened since this book came out and like what's happening right now. I'm like, can we, can we just not pull out weapons in public and threaten people? How about that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it, but it's also just like, yes, unfortunately that that is what this country is where you have like states with like open carry permits and whatever else. And it's just like, oh, I hate it so much. Yeah. Aries likes it though, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so Aries says he needs a favor. And Percy's like, what favor could I do for a god? Which, you know, fair. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and Aries is like, something I don't have time to do myself. It's nothing. I left my shield at an abandoned water park here in town. I was going on a little uh, date with my girlfriend. We were interrupted. I left my shield behind. I want you to get it for me. Um, and Percy is like, well, why don't you go back and get it yourself? And this is where Ares is like, I've given you a little too much leeway. Yeah. Um, so he says, why don't I just turn you into a prairie dog and run you over with my Harley? A god is giving you an opportunity to prove yourself, Percy Jackson. Will you prove yourself a coward? Or maybe you only fight when there's a river to dive into so your daddy can protect you. I was fighting words. But also, well, true. But also, though, he only jumped off because that was the only way to get no, rid know. of the monster. And it was a 630 foot job. It wasn't like, I'm just going to casually roll into this river over here. I know, but still. Ugh. Um, but this also reveals that Ares is watching. Ares mm-hmm. is watching enough to know that he dived off into a river or at least Ares yeah. heard from somewhere. So I mean, so Aries probably isn't the only one watching and people are probably talking. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Zeus really does think that Percy is the one that took the bolt for his dad, then I'm sure that he's watching very closely what Percy's doing, waiting for Percy to slip up and reveal yeah. where the bolt is. And then that's probably being passed through. But it's not, just, it's not just Zeus who's watching. It's yeah. Ares, some random god. Yeah. Um, and Aries was watching them enough to know that they'd be in this specific they'd be in Denver when he'd need them in Denver. Yeah. Well, he also says that he knows all about Percy's quest because when it was first stolen, Zeus sent out some gods to go look for it. Specifically, oh, all, all the alien yet. gods. Oh, I didn't get to that part. Oh, you didn't? Was this, was the fir- <gasps> this was the first time that like I was going to say something and you jumped ahead. Usually I, you go to say something and then I jump ahead. Yeah, no, I, ha- I had to get payback for all these episodes. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, Percy is still feeling angry, but he's realizing that it's Ares' power that's causing his anger and he'd love if he attacked him. Yeah. So Percy's like, I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. And Percy says, you know, we're not interested in your, in your favor. We already have a quest. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ares, once again, like that trick, not that trick, but like that thing that Dionysus did where you looked into his eyes and you saw power and people going crazy and grapevines. In Ares' eyes, Percy is seeing blood and smoke and corpses on battlefields. Um, and then as Lachlan so rudely interrupted, <laughs> Ares says that he knows all about the quest because when Zeus uh, um, noticed that it was missing, he sent out all the A-name gods, Apollo, Athena, Artemis, to find it but none of them were able to and he said if I couldn't find it you've got no hope um by the way who do you think told your dad about old corpse breath um because framing somebody to start a war is the only oldest trick in the book I recognized it immediately in a way you got me to thank for your little quest the wording here is interesting like you said like I told him my suspicions about old corpse breath he says sure Framing somebody is a great way to like start a war. Yeah, because so, so using those words is, is interesting. He didn't say accusing, no, he said framing. I don't know. No, it's not because Ares is literally saying that Hades is framing um, Poseidon, which he is, by letting Poseidon hate the fall for it. Mm. Um. So I gotcha. Okay. Aries says that if you do this little job for me, I'll help you on your way. I'll arrange a ride west for you and your friends. And Percy is like, we're doing fun on our on our own, which they aren't. Um, <laughs> and Aries is like, you have no money, no wheels, no clue what you're up against. Help me out. 
and I'll, maybe I'll even tell you something you need to know. Something about your mom. And that gets Percy's attention. So Aries is like, okay, water park, mile west on Delaney. You can't miss it. Look for the tunnel right of love. And Percy, still a little angry, is like, so what interrupted your date? Something scared you off? And Aries is like, you're lucky you met me, punk, and not one of the other Olympians. And Aries is trying to like be threatening here, but Percy didn't have something false about it. Something almost like he was nervous. And Aries says he's not as that the other Olympians aren't as forgiving of rudeness as he is, which I think is interesting because as you can tell from this interaction, Percy was really rude and Aries was letting him get away with it pretty much. Yeah. So, well, it is part of that that's his power is to make people react exactly. in that way. So I think he like. So like I think he was a certain extent, yeah. but then there's a line. Yeah. But I think that means that but part of that was just Percy being Percy. So if he had other gods and if he was this level of rude, I think he'd end up as a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> um Aries says, Meet me back here when you're done. Don't disappoint me. And then Percy sort of like faints or falls into a trace. Cause all of a sudden he op- he doesn't remember closing his eyes. But all of a sudden he opens them and Ares is gone. And Grover is like, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. Why can't one thing just be good? Why can't one thing just be good for once ever? Um, why can't one thing just be good? And Percy is like, I don't know. Is Ares really on something with my mom? Is he just playing with me? Is he just messing with my emotions? Is just his powers? This is just, and he says to the Annabeth and Grover, like, this is just some kind of trick. Forget Aries, let's go. And Amos like, we can't. Like, I don't like him, but you can't ignore the gods unless you want some serious bad fortune. He he will turn you into a rodent. So and it's side quest time. Side quest time. Um, and Amos says, maybe he needs us because it's a problem that requires brains. Aries has strength, but even strength has to bow to wisdom sometimes. I love how she's saying this, trying to like toot the horn of the Athena cabin. But really, I think... He just wants to mess with these three and he it's something that he just doesn't feel like doing himself. I don't think it's like, oh, I need someone who's smart. I'm gonna go talk to, to this group here. Yeah, I think he's just like, look at these little kids. How can I mess with their yeah. day? But sure, Annabeth, whatever, whatever you say. Um and, and then the, Percy oh continue. Yeah. So say the great thing of Percy says like what you mentioned earlier like he acted almost scared what makes him run away like what would make a war god run away and Annabeth's like I'm afraid we're just gonna have to find out oh my like, gosh that doesn't sound terrifying at all something that a that god does, can't handle and now you're being sent to deal with it and we know the three of you are very good at fighting stuff and yes. figuring out traps and uh <laughs> you're very good at it yep at quest stuff so they get to the water park, and at one point it, it said Waterland on the sign, but now all of the letters are falling apart. So it just says Watrad. Watrad. Watrad, which I love personally. <laughs> so everything is like really old looking and empty. All the water slides are dry, and all the pools have been drained, and there's tickets and advertisements fluttering around. And of course it's night, so everything looks super extra sad and creepy with the main gate locked and topped with barbed wire. Which, I mean, what kind of water park has barbed wire? To keep out the kids. I mean, I, I think it's fun being in parks at night after they close because I worked at an amusement park and you I really like it. into an amusement park? I did not sneak in dark. It. No, I would close and have to walk through it at night after it closed sometimes I was the last person because I was like cleaning stuff and it's just something fun about walking through it and that sounds a little terrifying like that's the start of a horror movie I mean an abandoned one yes I wouldn't want to do that or that's the start to any episode of any crime show ever you're about to snuggle across a body (laughs) yeah luckily I did you're talking to yourself about something and you're cleaning and you see like some silhouette and you're just like you get out of there you're not supposed to be here and then you walk up and they're not moving you're like you're not supposed to be here what are you ah and you realize it's dead and you drop your flashlight you go ah and then you run away mm-hmm. and then it cuts to a scene of like 
there was a crime report at this place. Executive producer Dick Wolf. Dun dun. <laughs> and then Percy has the great line of like, let let's insult a third god. Why don't we? Yeah. Of if Very Ares cool. brings his girlfriend here for a date, I'd hate to see what she looks like. <laughs> and then of course he's just intentionally angering the gods at this point. Yes. And so Annabeth and Grover try to warn him and say he needs to be more respectful like even if you don't like Ares like he's a god and his girlfriend like she has a temper so you need to watch out for that and Grover adds you don't want to insult her looks and then Percy immediately is like oh who is she a kid yeah Percy's (laughs) like how can I be ruder yes and Grover's like um no she's Aphrodite like goddess of love you don't want to say anything about her Grover says this a little like dreamily like he's like she's yep and i love poor sweet innocent 12 year old percy i thought she was married to somebody and they're just like um what's your point dude as gods they're not allowed to get divorces apparently that's what i wrote down like i guess they don't don't believe in divorce but whatever so grover casually gets to fly over the fence with his fancy shoes but he does stumble on the landing and fall. So uh, he was fine. Yeah, I still give it an eight out of ten. Well, there you go. And then poor what do you give it mm, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Percy and Beth climb over the fence. And I love some of the names of the attractions they walk by here. You have Ankle Biter Island, Head Over Wedgie, followed by Dude. Where's White swimsuit. Yeah, I imagine just like a on... super, super like very steep drop. We're just going crazy, crazy fast. Yeah, I don't think I want to go on dude versus my swimsuit. Yeah, no, it does, does not sound like a good time. So so far, nothing's come out to get them. Nothing they yet. Haven't seen anything yet. And they find a souvenir shop filled with clothes. <sighs> clothes. So and P- Percy once again is like, no, we can't take anything. We can't take anything. Like, it's abandoned. Who cares? Yeah, seriously. Annabeth is like, dude. Annabeth literally says, watch me. Yeah. And, and like, everyone in. jokes or talks about how Percy's the rule breaker and Annabeth's the one that holds him back. Like, no. no. He's the one trying to follow all the rules. Like, he may be impulsive, but that comes to like fighting monsters and insulting gods. He follows all the mortal rules. Yeah. Per- Percy is like trying to follow the rules there, and Annabeth is like, you wimp, and goes in yep. and comes out in a Waterland flower print shorts, a big red Waterland t shirt, and a re- commemorative Waterland surf shoes, and a Waterland backpack. backpack. Yes. Obviously stuffed with more goodies. <laughs> and Grover's like, what the heck? So they all deck out looking like advertisements. And I just love that. I want, when when the TV show comes out, I want a Waterland t-shirt. Yes. Oh, I hope they make I think we like, found also they have a version to- that was Watrad. I yes, want a Watrad like, version too. I want like, my friend went on the tunnel ride of love and all he got me was this stupid t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Or my friend... Uh, my friend went to Waterland and all they got me was this stupid t-shirt. I, yeah. That's what I want. Yes. No, that'd be fun. So this is where, if this was written now, they would say instead of walking advertisements, they'd, they'd look like influencers. <laughs> yes, they, they do. They're Waterland influencers. Yep. So they go looking for the ride and Percy's like, so Aries and Aphrodite, they got a thing going, huh? Like he's yeah. getting in on the hot gossip and Annabeth's like, this has been happening for 3,000 years. Yeah, it's like this. nothing new. <laughs> Which again, no, You're no a little divorce. behind in your gossip. No, yeah, no seriously. Yeah. And so she's married to Hephaestus, who's like the blacksmith. And he unfortunately was thrown off the Mount Olympus by Zeus. So he has I a know. lot of issues that never healed from that. And he's no longer handsome. Um, yep. Which I always, I was always weirded out by this because I always thought it was he was thrown off by Hera. You're giving me a look. I don't know why you're giving me a look. Our viewers cannot, our listeners cannot see the look. Because we're going with what's on the page right now. So what's okay. on the page is Zeus. Well, no, then I'm saying if it, either then other, I, okay, then I won't okay. say anything. I'm sorry. I'll tell you after. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so while he is like good with his hands, like can build some cool stuff. Aphrodite Ooh, he's good with his hands. Doesn't. Oh no. Aphrodite doesn't like that. <laughs> She's as Percy says. She likes bikers. And um, so apparently, even though Hephaestus knows and isn't gonna do anything about it, he does like, like get divorced. He does like to prank them. <laughs> You'd think like, he would have signed a prenup. Honestly. Like one time he caught them in a golden net and invited all the gods to come laugh at them. And so that's why they come to meet in these out-of-the-way places, hoping that he won't find them and do something to them. And so they show up to the thrill ride of love. This is not your parents' tunnel of love. And it's an empty pool with tons of bronze statues of Cupid around with their bows ready to fire. And I mean, aside from that, there's not a lot going on here. It's, it's old and abandoned, but there's, yeah, there's a- no, There's no longer water in there. Yeah. Um, but at the bottom, there is a pink and white two-seater boat with a canopy and little hearts painted all over it. Uh, mm-hmm. And you, they can clearly see a shield in it. And Percy says the words you're never supposed to say uh, which is this is too easy mm-hmm. and never like, split so the party just... and never say this is too easy <laughs> exactly um so he's like let's just walk down in there and get it annabeth sees that there's a greek letter carved into the base of the cupid statue um at etta Eda. i think Eda. Um, Eda. um but percy's just like grover do you smell any monsters and grover's like nothing and Percy's like, nothing, like in the arch, nothing, where you didn't spell Akita, nothing, or really nothing, which is like just that was rude, me. Percy. That was just rude and unnecessary. Um, and Grover's like, it was underground, though. I mean, I told you. And Percy's like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to head down. So Percy starts to walk down. Uh, Grover goes to follow him. But Percy says, no, 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 you should stay up top, flying bear, uh, red bear and flying H, remember? Um, you're the backup. Um, and Grover's like, yeah, I can do that. Um, and Percy's like, I don't know, it's just a feeling that I have. Annabeth, you want to come down with me? A feeling that I had that something might go wrong. Annabeth, <laughs> you want to come down with me? Annabeth is like, you want me to go on the thrill of love with a boy? And <laughs> Percy's like, who's, who's going to see you? And he's like, oh, why does girls have to make it so embarrassing? Like, this is a problem that you point that out. Yep. Um, I also love like there's a lot of jokes online about how Percy wants to protect Grover and doesn't take him down. He doesn't want him to get hurt. So it's like, no, you're the red bear. You gotta stay up here and watch us. And it's like, Annabeth, come on. I don't care about you. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> like you might have stolen the uh, thing from Mount Olympus. You might have stolen the uh, lightning bolt. So you're gonna come down there with yeah. me. Like um, I don't really know how I feel about you. I'm gonna protect my man Grover. Exactly. <laughs> come on. Let's see what happens. So. Percy and Annabeth, they walk down, they get to the shield, and there's a lady's silk scarf. Um, and Percy notices something weird about the, all around them in this pool is mirrors um, facing this spot. So no matter what, you could see yourself, no matter what direction you looked in. And Percy realizes that, oh, Annabeth, uh, not Annabeth, uh, Ares and Aphrodite's could see each other while they were making out. This is making me think of like Matt James kissing with his eyes open on The Bachelor, like all the me, all the memes that came out of that. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's just so weird. On the, uh, on like the woman tell all, they brought that up, and some of the women were like, "Yeah, no, it was really creepy. Like you were going in there for a kiss, and he was just staring at you. Or like sometimes (laughs) you'd be kissing, and you'd like come, you'd like, you know." you'd separate and your eyes would open and you just see his eyes would be open Um, back on track so Percy picks up the scarf and when he sniffed he like he's like oh it smells good and he like starts to rub it against his cheek and Aaron is like no stay away from love magic just grab the shield seaweed brain let's get out of here Um, so Percy grabs the shield but before he touches it he reaches he hits something a uh, trip wire and person and Annabeth's like wait and person's like too late <laughs> um and Annabeth puts two and two together gets four there's another Greek letter on the side of the boat another uh Edda and realizes that this is a trap Grover's yelling guy 
guys! The Cuban statues are fire are drawing their bows into firing position and they fire over the rim of the pool, trapping them into the uh, pool. There's uh, more uh, metallic threads start weaving together, making a huge net over the pool. So it sounds uh, like Hephaestus is repeating a little bit here. Yeah. <laughs> so Percy's like, we have to get out of here. And Anna's like, duh. So they grab the shield. They're trying to run up the slope, but it's hard to run up the slope. Um, it's not as easy as coming back down. Um, Grover is trying to like hold the net apart, but wherever he touches, the golden threads start to wrap around his hands. Um, the Cupid's heads pop open and out come video cameras. Spotlights come on and all of a sudden, a last figure says live to Olympus in one minute, 59 <laughs> seconds, 58. Uh, Annabeth explains that it's Hephaestus. The Etna is an H in ancient Greek, and he was using this trap to catch his wife with Ares. And now, and they, and now the three of them, actually pitches the two of them because the cameras might not capture Grover, are going to be broadcast live to Olympus and look like absolute fools. I love the so idea they, of the Olympians watching TV. Yeah, they affect this TV apparently. Yeah. Um, I really hope someone recorded this. Um, it's so, like brought up later on. Exactly. Like sometime in the future, they're just doing something and someone's like, hey, look what I found. <laughs> um, so they almost make it to the rim when a row of mirrors opens like hatches and thousands of little metallic spiders crawl out. They come chasing after uh, Percy and Annabeth and Annabeth is freaked out. Annabeth does not like this. She screams, falls backwards, and is just frozen with fear. So Percy grabs her and pulls her and drags her back to the boat. Um, millions of them are coming down to the center of the pool, completely surrounding them. And Percy's like, I mean, they, they probably aren't programmed to kill. But the problem is this trap is meant for gods. And what kills a god is very different from what kills a human. Mm -hmm. So they're a little screwed. So they're in the boat, they're kicking out the spiders to get away. Um, Percy is yelling at Annabeth to help him, which is not working because she is terrified out of her mind. Um, and Grover is just hovering over the pool. Uh, the they're down to 30 seconds before they go live. Um, the pincers of the spiders are taking chunks out of his surf shoes. And Percy thinks to himself, he's like, I gotta make a plan, I gotta make a plan. 15 seconds left and he realizes water. Where does the ride's water come from? So he sees water pipes behind the mirrors and tells Grover to uh, get into the booth that's above the net and find the on switch. And so <laughs> I gotta turn the page, I gotta turn the page. <laughs> so Grover's in the control booth, slamming onto buttons at five, four, and Percy is, Grover's pushed every button's and nothing has happened and Percy closes his eyes. He thinks about the waves, rushing waves, Mississippi River. He feels a tug in his gut and he tried to imagine dragging the ocean all the way to Denver. Two, one, zero, they're live. Water floods out of the pipes, roared into the pool, sweeping away the spiders. Uh, it pulled Annabeth into this, he pulled Annabeth into the seat next to him, fastened her seatbelt, just as the tidal wave slammed into our boat over the top, whisking the spiders away and dousing it completely, but thankfully not capsizing them. I love that Percy takes a second to put on the seatbelt. This is a great example, once again, Eva says that in this chapter of how great a mom she is, how great a son Percy is, and that she taught him, always got to wear your seatbelt, yes. no matter what. And he's like, I'm going to put my seatbelt on my friend, make sure she's exactly. okay. Um, I'd like to point out, this is the first time Percy is willingly using his powers, like knowingly that he is reaching out to them and using them intentionally. Hmm. Like when he um, doused uh, Nancy Bobbitt, that was an unconscious reaction. The pool, not the pool, the um, the healing himself, that's not like a conscious thing he did. It isn't like he like touched yeah, the water. Yeah, he sort of just shoved his arm and saw he, what happened. He fell into the water, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then even like the St. Louis Arch and the, bath the bathroom incident, those were this but this is the first time he is reaching out and using his powers mm -hmm. um, which I think is a really big momentous moment so with the water is coming at them it's there's spiders all around it uh the spotlights are are glaring down at them they're live on Olympus and Percy is trying to control the current away from the wall um and 
sort of aim them towards the tunnel and rock. So they rock into the darkness. Um, they're holding on tight to the boat uh, as they're uh, going past loving pictures of Romeo and Juliet and Valentine's Day stuff. And suddenly they're out of the tunnel. They're going towards the exit. So apparently when the ride was open, you would come out off, off a ramp between the golden gates of love and splash down into the exit pool. Unfortunately, the gates of the gates of love are chained because love is dead and closed, and <laughs> there are two boats that have been that are like piled against the gates, um, like a barricade. And yeah, Percy's so Percy, like, okay, you want to say this? Yeah. So Percy comes up with the excellent idea of like we need to not die by being smashed against the wall. So he tells Anne Beth to unfasten her seatbelt, and she doesn't like this. She's like, we're gonna get thrown out. Of crazy he's like well we could get smashed to death but we're going to have to jump so he has the idea that just as the boat will strike the wall they're going to use that force to springboard off and jump over the gate and apparently he's heard of people surviving car crashes this way so annabeth is on board with this she grabs his hand important thing there you shouldn't really be holding people's hands as you're about to jump over things because the weight of them will pull you down if the timing is off it's better to do it separately but whatever I don't know why she didn't think of this. We'll we'll say that she wasn't thinking. Um, And so Percy says, on my mark. And then she says, no, on my mark. I wasn't on board with this at first, but now I am. And I'm taking over. And Percy's like, why your? And she's like, it's simple physics. Force times the trajectory angle. And he's like, fine, on your mark. I guess we'll listen to you. I love the fact that she was like about to explain everything right now. Mm -hmm. She was just. Percy's like, whatever, I'll listen to you. Just tell me when. And so she's waiting and waiting and then says, now. And right as the boat hits, they jump. And Percy does admit that if he had jumped, if they had jumped when he thought, they definitely would have died. She got them maximum lift, but it was a bit too much. They fly over the gates, over the pool and down towards the solid asphalt at the edge. But luckily, Grover, with those flying shoes, comes Grover. to save the day. He grabs them out of midair. Unfortunately, they're too heavy, all three of them combined. So they crash into a photo board and poor Nunu, the friendly whale. Yeah. But they are alive, which is and great. And, have... and Percy still has the shield. Yes, they sweet. stole the shield. So yeah. the uh, the entrance pool is like right there because the entrance of the negatives are right next to each other. The Cupid heads are filming. The statues swivel so that way uh, the cameras can capture them. And Percy goes, show's over. Thank you and good night. And the cameras turn off. I love that they listened to him. Yeah, they were like, oh, cool. Now we're done. Um, but I love the fact, I want to, I want a um, a recording of that. Like I, that I want a recording of. I think that much like the orientation film needs to be given to us when the, movie, when the TV show was made. Um, and mm-hmm. Percy, a little bit of like, you know, he wants to know if his ratings were good or, you know, how many people watched or like what they thought of it, which I think is really cool, funny. Um, mm-hmm. Percy then says that he hates being teased, he hates being tricked, and he hates tricked, and he hates bullies. And he realizes, you know, Aries put us in this situation intentionally. Let's go have a talk with him. Mm-hmm. I do want him to keep in mind, though, that if he says too much and Aries kills him, then I don't think anyone else is going to go save the world before the deadline. So if he gets yeah. killed by Ares, Ares, he might be dooming the whole world. Yeah, and Ares did say that he was going to give him information on his mom. So we'll see what happens. So yeah, we'll see if that's true or if that was just a fake out. Yeah. But yeah, so that was chapter 15. A God Ooh. buys us cheeseburgers. They got yeah. some food. They had a fun little side quest we'll see what happens next they currently yeah. don't have they a got new clothes los angeles hopefully overall, come up next time yeah overall i think they're better now than they were at the start of the chapter they have clothes they have a dude who promised them a ride they have mm-hmm. if they hopefully they stole money from the uh waterland if there was any <laughs> they you know what i don't think there would have been any money left behind merchandise yes money no true um but they are going to get somewhere because the next chapter is called we take a zebra to vegas yes so thank you for listening 
Um, tune in next week for that chapter. Uh, and have a good one. Bye. Bye. everyone, it's Lachlan again. Thanks for listening to another episode of We Accidentally Vaporize Our Podcast. Lauren told me to tell you to follow our one and only social media account at Accidentally Vaporized Pod on Instagram to get updates about when we post a new episode, to learn more about Lauren and I, and anything else we might come up with. See you there soon.